In a podcasting world filled with true crimes, insane interview podcasts, and gross celeb news stories, Bryce and Ren, that's us, try to do the impossible. Create a podcast that'll help you survive your commute or workday. Bryce and Ren in the Grinch Steal Christmas, uh, talking Grinch 2018. Uh, my name is Bryce Henderson. I am one of the co-hosts of this podcast. Uh, with me, as always, to talk about, uh, at this point, uh, I feel like anything that we have a moral obligation to talk about, uh, which is the Grinch 2018 in this case. Uh, one word on Fontas, Ren, how's it going? Bryce, I, uh, I could be better. Yeah. Yeah. Did you, uh, are you also affected by Grinch 2018? I, (laughs) I'm baffled at this movie. This was like Mm -hmm. the least Grinch Grinch film of the three. He was nice. Like he's meek. He's timid. He (laughs) has a PTSD. Yeah, he does. Um, and also like the town doesn't really know him. (laughs) Did you get that sense at all? Like, like uh, the town doesn't fear him, and he's also he like goes into town to buy groceries and stuff. Mm-hmm. He's, he's yeah. just like a guy. He is. He's he's just just anyone else. Um, and like while he's in town, he doesn't cause a ton of misery. Like he does a couple of things that are kind of like rude, rude. But yeah, uh, Nothing, like cruel or vindictive. I would for sure take this Grinch over Jim Carrey. Like chainsawing down a house, Grinch that we saw last time. Like this Grinch is livable. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. He's like uh, we've probably almost all had someone like this as a roommate at one point in our lives, right? <laughs> the Grinch is just a mildly annoying roommate. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. You're a mild one, Mister Grinch. You never take out the trash. Um. Yeah. Yeah, so this, um, I, like, don't even, Jenna looked at me about 45 minutes in and said, you're not taking notes? And I said, no. <laughs> no, not with this one. Um, we, we are here, like I said, uh, in introducing you, I think out of an obligation to talk about the third Grinch. Yeah. Like, we, we wanted to do all of them for Grinch Week. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Ren. What, like, why don't you talk a little bit about this? There's a lot on, like, a surface level I hate about this movie. Mm-hmm. Like, just, uh, okay, so my first impressions, I'll I'll get, like, the, the positive stuff out of the way, because there are so few of them. Okay. I think Illumination, uh, like, someone on their staff learned that they could render snow really well, and they <laughs> wanted to do a Christmas movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Like, the snow is the o- really the only thing about the movie I found even remotely impressive. Yes. Wait, it, it looks pretty. Like, it actually, like, sticks to the mm-hmm. fur and stuff, if you noticed. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I did. Thing. But it's such a shame that it's wasted. Mm-hmm. On the Grinch. Because, like, it's not even a proper adaptation of the book. No. Like, the setting, it doesn't feel like Whoville. It doesn't really look like Whoville. The, I, it was kind of promising at first when I saw that the Who's had, like, facial hair. Yeah. And, like, uh, fur texture on their faces, but everything else about the movie is just so bland and devoid of personality. And really, yeah. nothing sells that more than Pharrell narrating the movie. Yeah! That, I'm so glad you had that thought. I was sitting and watching, and I was like, Ren and I, we've talked about two Grinch pieces already. This is now our third we've talked so little about the narration because it was exactly how it should be. But this is just horrendous narrating for Pharrell Williams. It's so... He has no passion. He sounds like... I I, I don't know if like weak is the right word. Yeah. But something about his delivery. It's off. There's no real emotion to it. Like, why didn't they just get Benedict Cumberbatch to do the narration? I don't know. Why Pharrell? Pharrell doesn't even sing in the movie. Tower of the Creator did the soundtrack. Mm-hmm. 
And they, um, like what gets me about that as well is that even the writing. So in this, the narrator is heavily like, I, I would say he probably has maybe more lines than the Grinch. Um, he, he talks a lot in this movie. We get a lot of the narrator, um, a lot more than we did in the previous iterations of the Grinch. They gave him a lot of new lines, I noticed. Yeah, and they were terrible. It was like every other line was about gadgets and gizmos. And it's like, well, yo, this isn't the Little Mermaid, this is the Grinch. Well, that's because this Grinch is an inventor. Mm, he's, a, he, he's a genius. He's a, he's an eccentric madman mm-hmm. with a lair, and he makes gizmos and coffee machines and uh, bungee boots. Mm-hmm. And wooden, uh, like, wooden catapults. This, uh, like, why did we need a movie explaining how the Grinch came up with his plan? I mean, is that what this is? Basically, like the the this movie stretches out. So what? So what the two thousand movie does yes. is that it, it invents a backstory for the Grinch. Mm-hmm. They like create time. Yeah. And then, like the last act of the movie is dedicated to adapting the special in mm-hmm. a live action format. This movie, what it does instead is it is it invents like the planning stages. Like, in the Grinch's first conversation with Cindy Lou Who, he says it's like, oh, it's December 20th, which gives him, like, five days to uh, kidnap a yak, to uh, learn how to ride a sled, devise a way to hit hit up every house. Like, these aren't questions I had, you know? I, I don't mm-hmm. care about the Grinch coming up with this elaborate scheme. Just do the damn thing. <laughs> Yeah, I was bummed out. I hope that in the next Grinch, we get to see him make lists. Because uh, we saw him go to the grocery, but we didn't get... I, I want to spend a full hour of him making his grocery list. I think that could be really interesting. Uh, you know, that prep is really key to the character the Grinch, friend. The Grinch's prep time? Yeah. The um, Yeah, the, the yak, Fred. Yeah, Fred. The yak that... Uh... The Grinch decides not to enslave because Fred has a family. Yeah. Um, and again, neither of the two other Grinches would have let Fred go. Like, th- this Grinch is not mean. No. The first thing we learn about this Grinch is that he overeats because he's overly emotional. Yes. Like, And he's, he's like, uh, go ahead. He's depressed, and I don't know. Yeah, I just, I hate this Grinch so much. His motive is just simply, I'm alone, and it makes me sad that I am alone. And at one point, he's, like, sitting there, and then uh, Pharrell talks, uh, is saying on the narration, like, that he, um, the Grinch is sad, but he knows it must be this way. Yeah, he does What? He like isolates himself yeah. for everyone else's benefit. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. Why must it be this way? He could. Because the Grinch is an orphan. Which. He grew up in the only like ugly part of Whoville. His backstory. Yeah, uh, which backstory Grinch was better, 2000 or 2018s? Like, they're both. They both have problems. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll, I have to give it to the 2000 version, just because the 2018 version is so bad. But, like, the 2000 version, it just, it, 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 it like, falls to, it's what we were discussing last time, where, like, the tone, it just doesn't match Dr. Yeah. the Grinch. It's so weird. Mm-hmm. But this, the orphanage thing, it's yeah. just dumb. It's, it's very dumb. Uh, it's like, they couldn't come up with a single thing better as to why the Grinch doesn't like Christmas. Like, he was an orphan and never had to have Christmas? Yeah. The system failed him, like... It's not <laughs> yeah, it was that... The, uh, Pharrell says, like, that he, uh... He was the only one that had no mom and no dad. So, first of all, like, where's anyone else in the orphanage on this day? Where are his um, Yeah, like, what is going on here, Grinch? How did he get out of the system? It was, um, it was a Grinch-only orphanage, and once yeah. he was, like processed once he aged out it was closed yeah um other shocking reveals here uh we see uh keenan's uh Kenan thompson's character um uh what's his name bo shingles i don't know what his it's name is Ricklebaum. yeah sure it could be whatever you could have just made that up and i would have been <laughs> okay with it 
Um, yeah. So Button Down goes ahead and he pulls out uh, a, a green hair dye out of the yeah, Grinch's I, I shopping think, cart or something. I think this is a reference to him having white fur in the books. In the book. Mm. That, like, that's what I took it as. And now he, yeah. But it's it's still weird. Like, the the Grinch has to buy groceries, and he also dyes his hair. Mm-hmm. Like, why, why, why? Well, yeah. So this Grinch, this Grinch eats like food, like the Who's do. Jim Carrey Grinch eats garbage, yeah, sometimes eats toxic and glass. <laughs> Which, to be fair, Ren, doesn't that tell you so much about these different types of Grinches? Like it really does, doesn't it? Yeah. Like Jim Carrey's on the set devouring like uh glass toxic bottle. yeah, glass bottles and toxic waste from we the got a Benedict uh Cumberbatch eating pasta carbonara. Yeah. So come on, like kind of tells us everything that we need to know. And then the the uh 19 what is it, 67 Grinch? 66? 66 is around there. He uh we don't see him eat really at all until the end of the film. Or he um, like he eats roast beast. He's eating stuff that's appropriate for his setting. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so like I, I, so speaking of appropriate for the setting, yeah. What did you think about all the real music? <laughs> like just like they didn't even bother when they. Right you mean susify some songs? Yeah, you mean when we got about thirty seconds of a very strange remix of um, "You're a Mean One, Mr. Grinch," where they just kept saying "eel" over and over. Well, no, and not then that. I'm talking about. Well, I hold. I know. Oh, okay. I, I then well, so because what I was gonna say is what was super jarring to me about the the real music is that in. Thus far in the Grinch, I know when it's Christmas Eve or whatever, the day before Christmas, and the Grinch is pulling together his final things, and we're getting a montage of him. You're a mean one, Mr. Grinch has got to be playing. Yeah. But here we got, who's that Santa Claus? We get a, you're a mean one, Mr. Grinch, playing while Max makes coffee. Mm-hmm. Which is, uh, I think it says a lot about this film's priorities. It does. It does. Yeah, um... I didn't like it. I didn't like the real music. I didn't like that we had the uh, Christmas carolers um, who were singing about Jesus. About Jesus. <laughs> like, we just this has opened so many doors for this yeah. universe. Was Jesus a who? Did he yeah. <laughs> in Whoville? <laughs> I'm not sure. How did the good word of Jesus Christ make it to this snowflake? I'm not sure. Uh, yeah, because thus far, we've kind of discussed the the religion aspects. We've decided more, like, cult-based than the, the past two Whovilles, but this one seems to be, like... Full-on Christianity. God's version, Christianity-induced <laughs> Whoville. Awful. Uh, and we haven't even talked about the Cindy Lou Who of it all, which we should, because she's about 50 minutes of the 90-minute movie. What did you think about her, uh, her friends, uh, Gruppert, Ozzy, Axel, and Izzy? They were all more insufferable than the next. It's, like, why? Why did Cindy Lou Who have to have, like, a little group of friends? Her, mm-hmm. her storyline here is just, oof. Yeah, it's so, it's let's, so bad. L- let's track it. So, we meet Cindy Lou Who, um... What? Well, we meet her mom first. Her mom is doing the night shift at work. Yeah, and Rashida Jones. Yeah, Rashida Jones. And so she comes home. Uh, she has a set of twins. Uh, the babysitter has clogged the sink, and Cindy Lou who comes by. She's uh, made the twins... Uh, she's made her bed and picked up the twins' toys. Yeah, so Cindy Lou who's supposed to just be, like, a good kid? Yeah, she's a super helpful kid who's mm-hmm. looking out for her mom, who's overworked and doing too much for her family. Yeah. So Cindy Lou, who... Break. She goes to mail a letter to Santa, in doing so, runs into the Grinch, to which uh, the Grinch just kind of, like, you know, does his thing in this movie. He kind of just grumbles at her. Yeah, he, he's, like, not really menacing. Mm-hmm. It, it's such... I don't like their interactions. Their interactions get weirder to me the longer the movie goes on. Mm-hmm. Like, you... uh, it gets uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. 
Like, I, I, I can kind of give the Jim Carrey Grinch a pass because mm-hmm. his take is so disconnected from, like, human emotion. Yes. That, you know, you, you can't really interpret anything there unless you want to force it. But, like, this Grinch, I don't know. There's something creepy about him. The way he talks to Cindy Lou Who, the way he looks at her for, like, too long, mm, I don't like it. Yeah, he, he, um, so this, this version of the Grinch has killed off, uh, Lou of the Lou Who name. That's right. There's a, he's not in the picture. Did he, did he die or did he leave his family? Yeah, we're not sure, but, um, (laughs) and it leaves a, a very obvious hole in this family, a Grinch sized hole, uh, in this family dynamic. Yeah. Makes me very uncomfortable. I really wish they just committed to the idea of the Grinch becoming Cindy Lou Who's stepfather. <laughs> what? I like if you're gonna go big, go big, right? You want it like what? Well, you want yeah, it? I mean, this this film is already like I, I actually have a theory okay. that that probably was the original ending at one point. Mm-hmm. But it tested so poorly they changed it. Yeah, they were like. Because- just something about the film it feels like it's building up to and then my mom married the grinch well so like the grinch is supposed to be a monster like he isn't supposed to be just another who but like he's just another who um yeah oh but he still looks like the grinch and that's what like everything about it bothers me well he has clean beautiful teeth Mm mm-hmm yeah, he does have really, really shiny teeth, drinks a lot of coffee. Um, but yeah, so like the Cindy and Luhu of it all. So her plot is that she decides that she wants to personally ask Santa uh, to what, give her mom a break? It's, it's like, make my mom happy. Which is, that's... Just Santa, make my mom happy by whatever yeah. means necessary. Yeah, girl, you could do that yourself by not trying to leave in the middle of the night. Uh, making your mom worried. Go ahead and don't do that. Um, but it's okay, because mom seems to be numb to reality when they wake up Christmas morning to find that their house has been broken into and everything's been stolen. And Dang. Cindy Luhu says, it's my fault uh, that you know, Christmas got stolen. And mom just says, Christmas wasn't stolen. It's right here in your heart. Which is... Do you think right now is the right time to teach that message to her daughter? Uh, no. <laughs> I think I think mom has to be going through something because any other person, a who, anyone, anything would be like, even like a non-sentient being would be like, hey, my stuff just got stolen. My space, my personal space got invaded. That is a problem. Oh, so you're, since we're kind of discussing the ending point, I want to address something that the last movie also didn't do. Okay. What is it with these movies, like a version to have the Grinch steal the big Christmas tree at the end? Like in the first one, he mm-hmm. steals the Christmas tree and like the town square is completely empty. Yeah. And you know, they sing and they summon the black hole. Yes. In... Grinch 2000, they sing around the Christmas tree because he doesn't take it. Yes. In this one, they sing around an empty circle, but if you notice, the Christmas tree is right behind them. <laughs> which I think makes it, like, the worst. Even worse than the 2001. Like, at least the 2001 kept it for the set piece. It's not in yep. the spirit of the Grinch, but, you know, most of the movie isn't to begin with. Mm-hmm. So at that point, it's, it's, who cares? It's non-negotiable. But yeah, like, the it. The like, animators why, why were like, did include it? yeah, they were like, what should, we, what should we put in the background while they sing? Oh, let's put the tree. Yeah, that's a good idea. I can't. Ren, this movie was atrocious. The Cindy Lou, like everything about Cindy Lou Who, she's the Mitchell Musso of Christmas movies. <laughs> she is, um, like the way she talked, her friend Gruber, or as you mentioned, uh, who has red hair and uh, carries maple syrup with him at all times. Uh, and then eats them. He puts the syrup on the waffles and eats them with his hands. Yeah, that's right. What a mess. What a mess. That's all I could think of. His hands must be so sticky. The thing I dislike about Cindy Lou Who as a character mm-hmm. is like, does she even learn anything? Never. Like, I, I know this is like, 
she's not the main character of the Grinch, but they spend like like you said like fifty minutes of the movie mm-hmm. is dedicated to her. Like think about other Christmas movies, like Kevin McAllister. He yep. learns that not all old men are scary. Like some will help you fight bandits. Is that the moral of Home Alone? It's the closest thing the movie has to a moral, right? Like, um, don't judge thy neighbor. It's don't, for... leave, don't leave your son alone at home. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't know what the moral of Home Alone is. Like, like I'm saying, like, yeah. like Kevin grows. Yes, he that's grows. What, that's my point. Yeah, he changes as a character from the beginning to the end of the film. I would say it's like, more about like he goes from boy to man. Yeah, like Home Alone is a it's a classic coming of age manhood story. Yeah, and Home Alone Two: Lost in New York is you know midlife crisis. Yeah, lost in yeah. adulthood. But like Cindy Lou Who, like nothing changes for her. Like nothing is really challenged for her. the The only thing she really learns is that uh, you know, Christmas isn't things, which which she we she kind of already knew because that's how she ends up winning the Grinch's favor. By like not asking for a thing, but uh, something mm-hmm. for her mom, you know, just like help. Yeah, but it's, uh, it's I don't. Stupid. I don't think that she learns a thing here. I really don't. Um, and she doesn't even. So unlike in Grinch two thousand, when the presents are about to go down, like are about to fall, she's not involved in any of that. Um, so she doesn't even. Like the like you were saying earlier, the connection, like the communication between her and the Grinch is very weird. So there's not even the element of like it's not about what she's learning, but like she's teaching others to be more accepting or open. Yeah. Because in this case, like, you know, everyone loves the Grinch as is. He's, like, he's, like no one hates him. No. Like he like, yeah, no one hates him. He has there's not a single person in town who gives him any real conflict. Yeah. Which is, it's like, the, that's the case in the TV special, but mm-hmm. the special is so short that you can't really examine why the Grinch is who he is. Mm-hmm. But because, and you know, you shouldn't need to in a long run. I think it's better that way. It is better that way. I think like, that's what we've learned. Very much so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, also, I was really thrown off. So the first time he runs into Keenan's character. Um, yeah. Um, uh, ankle bite. Um, they he learns that Christmas, according to the mayor, is going to be three times bigger this year. Yeah, and that's why his heart grows three times bigger at the end, because the mayor said. Yeah, I, I is the is that what that was supposed to be? I guess like Christmas was just three times so good this year that the Grinch's heart was like, all right, yeah, I get it. Mm. <laughs> Because, like, like in 53 years, this is the one. I thought that was going to be it. Was It was going to be more than just... Because, really, all it was was just, like, the tree was bigger this year. That was a breaking point for the Grinch. But I thought that it was going to be more, like, everything was three times louder or, like, three times the gifts. I think that is kind of what it was, though. Because you have to remember, there's the (laughs) scene where uh, the Grinch falls into the Christmas tree and the lights trigger his PTSD. Yep, is a sentence, yes. Which uh, I I wish any of that I just said was made up, but Mm -hmm. that is actually what happens in the film. Yeah. Which is, I mean... (laughs) Like, I'm not opposed to a kid's movie trying to tackle something like this, but the Grinch, Mm -hmm. you're going to adapt the Grinch and you're going to give him PTSD Mm -hmm. based on Christmas? Yeah, and it's all, it's because he spent, he was in an orphanage one year, that's why. One year. Rent. Yeah. Um, which is like, it just didn't fit with the world. That was my big issue with it, is it just didn't fit with the world. It's so, like, out of, like, the whole movie is out of place, but mm-hmm. I don't know. Did they nail the the Seuss aspect of Whoville? Definitely not. Yeah. I think this was the worst Whoville so far. Mm-hmm. Like it had, it has none of the personality of the books. Yep. It doesn't really go the extra mile like the 2000 version did to, mm-hmm. like, flesh out the world and make it a bit more cohesive as a setting. Yep. Like it feels like your very generic North Pole Christmas town that you see in like Polar Express or like all of the other mm-hmm. or just like any Christmas special. It's it's generic. It's bland. Yeah, they live in gingerbread houses. Mm-hmm. Like, pretty. that's come on, that's not unique. That's 
something like every little kid makes around Christmas time. Like, where's the suit? Where's the suits of it all? Where are the flu flambers and the gum bumps? Yeah, those were, those weren't even in there, were they? No, they. I don't even think they say those words. No. Ugh. Which is like, like, what's the point of adapting a Doctor Seuss story if you're going to approach it with like, mm-hmm. is it is it restraint? It's restraint, but is, does it come from a place of shame? Do you think are they embarrassed of like the wackier qualities, or is there just no place for it when you have to sell like? pancakes and uh kia sorrentos yeah i guess not like <laughs> i guess maybe that that's it is there just was no room for um why uh, it's killing me why why weren't those in there and what's weird about it is that they go this <laughs> they like invent this whole characterization of the grinch as an inventor who makes all these wacky gadgets mm-hmm. and none of them have names no like, you basically created the one opportunity where you can sussify your world and mm-hmm. you do nothing with it. Yeah, they just don't do a thing. Yeah, I, uh, I don't know. I don't know. And then Max, like, Max in the original cartoon was the, the comedy. And the he live action one. A lot of slapstick. Yeah. Like, they are not equals. No. The way the Grinch treats his dog is very poor. But mm-hmm. like it's so over the top that it's comical. Yes. And you can feel bad for Max, but it's it's silly enough to still be funny. Yeah. And then in the live action one, Max is uh I think a little bit more forgotten about. Um He's uh He I... has some moments, but like it's... he he's like he's a movie dog, so they don't use him as they yeah like, they're not going to use him as much as they would otherwise because you know it's acting with a dog yeah it's more about like look at what the silly dog can do with like the red nose and other stuff so um and then this Max is the Grinch's uh like Butler Butler best friend roommate yeah. Yeah, uh, which makes sense with our roommate thing earlier. They have some roommate conflicts. Yeah, but he's like, uh, I do feel like they nailed aspects of like him being a dog. Where when the Grinch promotes him to number one reindeer, you would like you would kind of expect Max to be like, um, this is a lot to ask and really scary. And he has that at first, but then he's like, oh, but I'm happy because I'm a dog and so I you love you. Like the change of the reindeer promotion being a positive thing uh so no not overall but more like i'm just using that as as an example of so so how he's like depicted in the film yeah like max being a dog like i felt like they did that part well of just like he uh has so much room for love for the grinch um which is what the grinch needs i think that actually makes sense now that you bring it up Mm because illuminations like one of their other franchises is the secret life of pets Yes. Which their animal animation probably is good. Mm-hmm. And like, th- there's, but it's what makes the film frustrating is that it does like, it does technically impressive things with its animation at times. Like with lighting and uh, textures. Mm-hmm. Like there was one shot of the mom where you could see like the really, really like microfibers on her sweater. Yeah. Like why even go to that length to like animate? That's such an, like, I appreciate that extra layer of detail, but, you know, it's, it's unnecessary. You don't have to go that far. No. But it's no. just a shame it's wasted on the Grinch. The Grinch. Yeah. Uh, I think, like, overall, this was definitely my least favorite Grinch. Uh, I fell asleep. Yeah, you fell asleep. I fell minutes. asleep for ten minutes and then woke up. And yeah, the Grinch seems to now be living with uh, Cindy Lou Who and her family. No, he's just visiting for the night, but... Yeah. Uh, his mom, her mom is super into him, it looks like. I hate it. There's an SNL sketch, you know, a sketch, you know that, right? About how the Grinch becomes Cindy Lou Who's stepdad? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know <laughs> if it was direct inspiration from this, or maybe it was the opposite. Maybe, uh, you know, Grinch 2018 was watching SNL one night and said, that's it. That's okay. the angle we need. So, okay, something we need to discuss in depth mm-hmm. now. Benedict Cumberbatch's performance. Uh, like, I mean, good not or bad. What do you think? Like, not noteworthy. I thought I, I think didn't think it was very good. It's he's the worst Grinch, mm-hmm. and I think what frustrates me a lot about this is that the apparently the directors asked him to do his regular British accent, 
and he said no and wanted to do an American accent because he didn't want the Grinch to, he thought the Grinch would sound awkward being the only British person. Mm. Despite the fact that the Grinch, like, doesn't belong. Revolves around being othered. He's different. Mm -hmm. He's green. He's a monster. Let him let him have a British accent. Uh, uh yeah. There was a hold on, let me pull up. Cause as I was watching it, Ren, there was some trivia that my phone really wanted to show me. <laughs> so hold on, let's see if I can find some of this. All right. Do you want to hear some some trivia? Yeah. Okay. Um, okay, so in 2018, the producer, Scott Mosier, took over from Pete Candeland as director. So, uh, they had multiple directors, I guess. Cool. Switched midway through. I'm seeing if there's any other good ones here. Um, these facts are awful. Thanks, Amazon. Where did you have to rent it from? I bought it. I bought it on Apple TV. Yeah, ouch. (laughs) (laughs) Um, released two weeks before Black Friday. Who needs to know that? <laughs> uh, Benedict Cumberbatch had been cast as the title character in April 2016. By September 2018, Dame Angela Lansbury had been cast as the mayor of Whoville, as if anyone cared about that role. Rashida yeah, Jones... Like one small scene, and she's not even, like, uh, her character's not lip-synced well. No. Uh... Oh, yeah. What did you... Th- uh... The Grinch actually had a white beard in this one. Yeah. He had a white beard. <laughs> yeah, he's Santa. So, that's another thing I thought weird about this. The whole, like, cookie thing. The cookie of it all. Yeah, what was that? So, yeah. let's, let's kind of get into that. Because that was weird, right? The cookies and presents are going to be temptations, Ren. Like, he can't eat the cookies. So, my logic here mm-hmm. is that the Grinch's plan is to, like, steal all the presents... Take everything. Cookie, so it looks like Santa didn't come in and said everyone got burgled. But yeah. Like, cookies. Just take the cookies, Grinch. Also, like, do the who, do the adult who's not believe in Santa in this universe? Yeah, I'm not sure. The way the kids talk it was... about it, it makes it seem like it's just like our world where Santa is a myth. Mm-hmm. Because in the TV special, in the movie, like, the part of the Grinch's, like, whole plan is that he has to wait until after Santa leaves the presents. Yes. To do his thing. Mm-hmm. But, like, what's the deal with this one? Like, yeah. we're already there, so does Santa just not exist? So, I, I'm gonna say that in this case, uh, in this movie, uh, the adults... I, I'm gonna say that Santa does not exist in the world of, of this Grinch. Because the Grinch even goes on to say... He's, like, talking to Cindy Lou Who uh, when he's being a little bit, like, harsh to her. And one of the things he says is along the lines of, you know, your parents, uh, what is it? Uh, oh, you're going to bring that letter to Santa. Uh, and interesting, no one's ever seen him. So, like, he's leaning into oh, yeah, the right. idea of, like, there's no Santa, like, Santa's not real. Um, it just seems like... It's one of those little details that takes away from, like, the seuss of it all. Yeah, just let him be real. Like, it's part of what makes the world unique and cute and interesting. Mm -hmm. Like, this Christmas world where Santa is real, and there's this Grinch who hates it. Yeah. Um, no, yeah, so the, and so it was cookies, right? So the Grinch kept on, like, looking at cookies and being like, I can't take them, and then finally takes it. Uh, and that's Cindy Lou who has set the trap. Yeah, like, him. the whole point of the cookie thing is to, like, be set up for when mm-hmm. he eventually takes the cookie. Mm-hmm. But, like, in that case, I, like, just it, cut it out altogether. Just have him be eating the cookies the whole time. Yeah. She's ruining Christmas. Ren, did you ever um, try to stay up to see Santa? When I was really, really, really little once. Yeah. 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 I always wanted to um, sleep on, like, the couch by the tree. So that Santa would have to look at you. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. acknowledge who he's giving gifts to. Well, because um, the in the Santa Claus, there's that girl who does that, who's like asleep by the, on the couch by the tree and then happens to run into Santa. And I was like, that's brilliant. Yeah. Well, why, don't, why, don't you, why don't you try it next year? Uh, I kind of like my bed. But at like, this point. But wouldn't you want Santa to look at you just once? I don't know, Ren. It has nothing to do with. I don't care if Santa looks at me. I want to see him. 
But, like, wouldn't it be cooler to say that Santa looked at you? No! Why not? Like, how many kids does Santa look at? Okay, Red. Red. Any Christmas movie, it's about, like, I saw Santa. Seeing is believing. It's, like, not about, hey, Santa looked at me. Santa saw me. Yeah, what? I'm not, I'm not like a teenage girl in front row of like a Jonas Brothers concert. Uh, like, I don't need to be like seen. Like, it's okay. Why? What? what well, let's you... get into this. Why don't you want to be seen? By Santa? <laughs> Listen, <laughs> if I want him to see me, I can go to the mall. So, but that's like a mall Santa. Yeah, but he tells the big guy what's up. So you're just going to go to any old Santa that's yeah. good enough for you? Well, also, you get your picture taken at the mall. Where do you think those pictures go? Yeah, that's a good point, actually. I didn't yeah. That. Yeah. So. No, I don't, don't even. Ren. So, uh, anything else about this Grinch, Ren? Because I can't. I, like... We've, we've only scratched the surface, Bryce. What else about him? What else? It was, it was a mess from it, up, it, up to down, left and right. It is. It is. Uh, but, like... Th- uh, that's we we can't Let get me, into another Corey had a bone hand situation. I, okay, you okay? So I pulled up notes. Okay. Uh, I the few notes that I did take. You want me to read them? Yeah, read them to me. Okay, I wrote Grinch pink butt. Grinch pink butt. Yeah, the stupid booty shorts. That definitely screamed to me like a scene made specifically for commercials. Like, yeah, I can imagine that. Like uh, in between SpongeBob SquarePants snippets. Trying to get you into the movie theater. Mm-hmm. Rinch, number one movie of the year. Get your parents now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And as it shows him, like, working out. Um, yeah, I didn't like it. I didn't feel like I needed to see the Grinch in pink booty shorts. Like, it's it's just so against mm-hmm. the original spirit of the Grinch. Mm-hmm. Like, well, how, how did we get this far? How did it, like, from the Chuck Jones special, which is already apparently too much, <laughs> how did it get this bad? How are I, we- I told you, it's it's a game of telephone. They only had to base their Grinch off of Grinch 2000. Like, it really feels like the writers came into this movie with the goal of how many, like, how can we make this our Grinch? What can we change to make this completely different? from every other Grinch. Mm-hmm. Like, not realizing that that's not something you can do for every type of story. <clears throat> like, the Grinch, it's not like, it's not an archetype story. It's not like, it doesn't lend itself well to a bunch of different, like, narratives like It's a Wonderful Life does. Yeah. Like, it's the Grinch. It's one very specific story by Dr. Seuss about, like, a green guy who doesn't like Christmas. And he steals it. It shouldn't be this hard to mess up. Well... So I, I think that both, maybe all three, but at least both being 2000, 2018 iterations have gotten this wrong. Um, so if you're looking at that story there, Ren, mm-hmm. both 2000, 2018 tried to really elongate before this, yeah. like before that story or like before that night. The fun of the story, in my opinion, should be the Grinch stealing things. I completely stealing agree. Christmas in wacky special creative ways. Um, it should be some kind of like a little bit more. I don't know. I like, I, I don't know how to spruce that up mm-hmm. from what we've gotten all three times has been montages. How do you spruce that up so it's a little bit more? It's because it's it's a, always a fun montage. Yeah. Usually, like for the most part. But how how is that part, the fun part, stretched out more? Like I think what you really just need to do is commit to showing more houses. And like like <clears throat> it's repetitive by nature. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you can get around that by being creative. By like, what does the Grinch find? Like what? you know what nonsense does the Grinch use to collect stuff mm-hmm. that's basically what the uh tv special is doing but like it does so in a short time because you know episodes were shorter back then they had only a little bit of time like yeah i i think in terms of storytelling <clears throat> audiences you know there's a tendency to want things explained so like writers or like hollywood writers especially We'll, like, look at this and be like, okay, so we gotta, like, 
flesh out the Grinch's backstory and like build up to the night where he steals Christmas instead of just giving audiences the fun part of what they want, mm-hmm. which is like the, the the premise, the hook. Like give give people the hook. Mm-hmm. It's you can't always give it right away. Sometimes you do mm-hmm. need that build up depending on the story, but you know, indulge it if you can. It's the Spider-Man issue, Ren. Like, how many times do we have to watch Uncle Ben die? Yeah. You know, like, how many times do we have to watch Toby get bit by us? Uh, not Toby. <laughs> <laughs> how many times does Toby Maguire have to become Peter Parker? Yeah. Getting bit by a radioactive Brooklyn. Talk about method acting. Uh, I wonder if that's what he did. He ran around the streets of Brooklyn. It's bite me. Bite me. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so it's that, that same thing. Like, how many times, at what point do we just stop needing to see the Grinch become the Grinch and just get to watch him be the Grinch? Like, even, even that, I feel like it's kind of different. The, uh, like, with Uncle Ben, I actually do think you can get away with, like, showing that each time if you handle mm-hmm. it well. Because it's, like, a, it's a foundational part of Spider-Man. Yep, okay. But, like, how the Grinch came to be is not a foundational part of the Grinch. No. Like, Peter getting bit by the radioactive spider, his uncle getting shot, and then him becoming Spider-Man. Like, that's, that is part of the hook. Yeah. It's the tragedy that forms him. That's not what the Grinch is. No. Like, so if you're gonna, like, I get what you're saying. Yeah. I'm not not trying to. to No, but I I, I think that that's a good point, though, as well. Um, That that isn't the best comparison, but you you get what I'm trying to say. Because I just think that. Like, what's so wrong with a character just being wicked because he's wicked? And, like, that's exactly what he is in the original. Mm-hmm. Like, they outright say there's no reason, and then Dr. Seuss doesn't come back to it. Yeah. But, you know, Ron Howard and Illumination, they saw that as invitations. I think it's because if you're looking at the, the character arc for the Grinch, we talked about Cindy Lou Who, but for the Grinch, it's like, if he starts as bad and then just becomes good, it's a little bit less satisfying than he's maybe always been good. Um, but it's just seen as bad. I think that's like, I get what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm trying like, I'm trying to like provide possible reason for yeah. like no, why, no, why we're getting this. Not that I agree with that, but yeah, yeah. but I do get your point. Cause like that is a more human arc, mm-hmm. you know, it makes the Grinch more quote unquote relatable. Yes. I think the question that, you know, these executives should have asked themselves in the development process was, does the cr- does the Grinch need to be relatable? No. And I think the answer is no, not Mm-mm. remotely, not at all, not whatsoever. Um, are you surprised? I know that we have the cat in the hat gets Grinched, yeah. but are you surprised that we never got, especially with the commercial success of Grinch 2000, and I'm assuming this one made bank as well, that we haven't gotten a Grinch too, uh, either around another holiday or around like the Grinch trying to like adapt into real life. I'm actually not surprised mm-hmm. because like the Jim Carrey movie, while it did well financially, it came out to mixed reviews. Yeah, and it, it was part of like that. Uh, I think Dr. Seuss's wife was alive at the time, and she was unhappy with like those adaptations of the era. Yeah. And uh, Illumination actually lost the rights to Dr. Seuss adaptations after this one. Warner Brothers currently has them. Yeah, that makes sense. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah. um, Would you want to see a Grinch sequel, Ren? What would that look like? I would not want to see a Grinch sequel. Okay, but say there is. A movie studio announces The Grinch 2. The Grinch 2? Yeah. What is is The Grinch up to now? Is Is he stealing another holiday? Um, the Grinch is is protecting Christmas from getting stolen. Oh, he f- that's so he finds out that uh, like Jack Skellington yeah. is going to steal Christmas. We and, this is like a Alien versus Predator. We can call it Grinch versus Jack. Yeah, because we've. I, how familiar are you with Nightmare Before Christmas? I've seen it. So you know how Jack Skellington gets uh, shot down by a missile. You lost me. Okay, so that happens. He gets, uh, while he's flying his sled, he gets shot down by a missile. Um, I'll take your word for it. Um, and that's what brings him down. And then he sings the song in the graveyard. Um, 
But so we've never seen who shoots that missile. I'm thinking it could be the Grinch. So you're thinking the Grinch. So like the uh the hunter in Bambi, you know, we never saw him. Yes. We want to make a Bambi too. That's our angle. <laughs> that is it. So if we're thinking Grinch too, naturally we take this hook from the Nightmare Before Christmas <laughs> and we turn it into Jack Skellington trying to steal Christmas from the Grinch. Yes. He learn his lesson the first time. The long unanswered question of who fired a missile at Jack Skellington from the Nightmare Before Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, you gotta. Uh, we gotta check that clip out because I, I am what like ninety nine point nine percent sure that that is what happens. Jack gets Skeleton sh- gets shot down, shot down by a missile. Bomber. And as, as I'm saying it over and over, it's like it feels like it shouldn't happen. But also, the Grinch had PTSD in this movie, <laughs> so <laughs> I guess that there's no limits <laughs> what what they can do. Uh oh, man. So. We have, like, are we ever going to see another Grinch movie again? Be it another ad- adaptation of, of this Grinch story, or? I think it's going to take, like, another two decades or so. <laughs> but I think we're, we're in, like, a Grinch cycle. I think every 20 or so years, we're going to see another Grinch. Someone's going to take their shot at it. They're going to do a bad job. <laughs> and we're just going to keep moving on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. So let's see, the other notes that I wrote, I wrote, um, these are utter nonsense, by the way, so I think that's why you'll like them. Um, this says, uh, syrup waffles roof, because they wanted to trap Santa by putting syrup on the roof. Yeah, they were going to put the syrup mm-hmm. on the roof, but they were afraid it was going to freeze. Which is, yeah. Yeah, I think it would. I don't know what the freezing point of syrup is, but... Like, I, I just don't care to get into the logistics of maple syrup freezing points in a movie where Cindy Lou Who sledded across a bunch of rooftops. Yeah. In like, fact... I, I, why is that the line we draw for reality? Yeah. So I had that thought, too, because also, um, like, are we... Is it always snowy in Whoville? It's just not always Christmas time? Because well, the whole city's infrastructure is based around snow. Yeah. Okay. Maybe this is, like, Antarctica or something. It could be. I mean, or they're on a snowflake. Well, it was going to take her one month to walk to the North Pole, so maybe they're close by. Yeah, one month isn't... That's not that long. It's not too bad of a walk to the North Pole. Yeah. Uh, 15 days there, 15 back. Or maybe four, 14 there, you spend a night over, and then, you know, 14 back. Uh, what else did I write? I wrote Unhealthy Reindeer. We talked about Fred already. Yeah. I said, some kid has a tuner. A what? A tuner. A tuner? Yes. What do you mean? So I'm not sure. (laughs) Uh, And then I wrote, uh, Ryan Fair takes, he's, then eats. What? Ryan Fair takes, he's, then eats? Yeah. Ryan Fair takes. So like reindeer takes. He's, then eats. He's, then eats. Oh, um, the, is it the bed? Maybe I was just talking about the whole bed situation. The reindeer in bed? The reindeer eating his hair? Reindeer yeah. eating his hair. Yeah, it could be eating eating the Grinch's hair. There it is. Yeah. Um, what else? Pharrell, William, narrator, bad. Yeah, very bad. Uh, uh, one girl uh, was sleeping in her earmuffs and scarf in bed. Uh, I just assumed the animators were too lazy to give her a face. <laughs> the faceless who? Yes. Um, Cindy Lou whose mom doesn't care. Yeah, and I talked about that already. She didn't care. They got robbed. But who cares? Christmas is inside of you. Christmas isn't things. Yeah. A house isn't things. Uh, so, and the Grinch's heart-growing three sizes felt in no way earned in this movie. Okay, so I actually have a really, I actually have something I want to bring up now that you brought that up. Yeah. The, uh, did it also feel like the Fahudores, like, the actual song from uh, the Grinch mm-hmm. was kind of fast to you, and they really lingered on the new lyrics. Yeah, yeah, they were like, "Let's get these these old ones out of the way, so we can focus on these brilliant ones we just wrote." Like, we can't uh, sell new music if we focus yeah. on this old crap. Mm-hmm. Uh, like that's what this movie just rubbed me the wrong way. It felt it, it so felt like, commercial. It, it felt like it didn't want to be a Grinch movie. No, like it just wanted to plug as much as it could, get mm-hmm. its advertisement paychecks, yeah. get out the other side with, like, a nice enough box office. 
call it a day. Like he was just too pleasant. That Grinch, way too pleasant. I would sit down and have coffee with him, and he'd be he'd be, he's like just a grumpy old man, and he'd say something, and I just kind of laugh it off. Yeah. Uh, that's all I got, Ren. It's that's all I got on. It's, hard to, it's actually kind of hard to think of talking points for this movie because it's just so boring a lot of the time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's boring. It's annoying. Mm-hmm. I found myself just waiting for scenes to end at times. Like, yeah. I think the sign of a bad movie is when you're waiting for scenes to end, but you're also dreading new scenes to come. Because <laughs> you know it can it can get worse. Yeah, I found... Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. I found myself watching that scene of um, Cindy Lou Who in the treehouse with her friend making sticky hands and just praying, maybe the credits are going to roll after <laughs> this. Maybe... The Grinch doesn't steal Christmas in this version. And that's it. We just end it here. But there was still another 15 minutes left. This one wasn't even long. Like the 2000 one was long. This one wasn't even that long. It feels long. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It just, it uses its time so poorly. It does. So inefficiently. We're introduced to the Grinch in the wrong way. You know? Cindy Lou Who's a weird little character who she's like the original Cindy Lou Who. She's like a little, little kid. And all she really represents is childhood innocence. And that's it. Mm -hmm. And it's supposed to contrast with how jaded and mean and cynical and cold the Grinch is. Yeah. The the 2000 version turns her into more of a character, but she still fundamentally represents the same thing. Just kind of aged up a bit. And like Jim Carrey takes his Grinch to like the extreme of nastiness. Yes. They contrast even harder there. <clears throat> but like this one, the Grinch is like this meek, mild-mannered man who has a bad attitude stemming from his PTSD and like mm-hmm. personal trauma that he hasn't dealt with. While Cindy Lou Who is like this go-getter, rambunctious kid who's gonna trap Santa and like <clears throat> like orchestrate a plan to make her mom happy. Like neither one is in the spirit of the character or the special, and neither one really comments on I don't know. They they're like real things, but it's such a it's such a weird pairing. Like you you mm-hmm. pair up the depressed guy who you know who's dealing with his own pain with the little kid who wants to help her mom. Like what the, what the hell? What is this? Well, that's where the stories meet because the Grinch realizes that he can cure his depression by being and, that girl's dad. Yeah, by making Sunila, whose mom, very happy. <laughs> oh man. Uh, um, I wish that Grinch Week didn't need to end like this. <laughs> Do you want to watch the musical? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I thought that the Grinch, like, I thought this exercise was going to be um, a little bit more joyous. <laughs> you know? I, I've learned something about the Grinch during this exercise. What is that? While I like and appreciate the Grinch, it's neither very funny or very clever. Mm-hmm. And I think that makes it difficult to adapt in a way that like can be appealing to a wide audience without like neutering it. Like the 2000 and 2018 version do. Because like they, they feel like they need to overcompensate. Yeah. They... You know what I mean? I do. I do. Yeah. And I like, I mean, watching all three, I... I think, if anything, I appreciate the original cartoon so much more than I did. Same. Um, like, there's just something mm-hmm. so refined in its simplicity. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not bogged down by anything extraneous or anything that, you know, sours the special by being too much. Yeah. Like, it's not, it's not always the most amazing thing in the world. And it's not always, like, particularly exciting, but mm-hmm. it's very pleasant. It's well animated. It's I'd say it's beautifully directed. Yeah. Like each scene is really just you can really appreciate what the animators are trying to do. And yeah, the voice I, acting and the music, it's just it's obvious why this is a classic that has been remade so many times. And it's it laid so much groundwork for the other two. Because the other two draw sure we can say they draw inspiration from the book, but realistically they're drawing that inspiration from that cartoon. Yeah, they're adapting the special. Yeah. Um and that that is so clear, especially with like 
now we, we have like the Fahu Dore, which is in all three. Mm. Um, and I don't believe this, like those, maybe they sing in the book, but I, I don't think those lyrics are specifically in the book. It's been too long. To um, know. Yeah, I, I couldn't, I couldn't tell you for sure, but there's definitely certain elements that are seen across all three that are from the special and not the book. So, um, all in all, I'm happy we did Grinch Week. Me too. Uh, I can't even believe it that we are going back to Ned's. I know it's been a, it's been ages now. It's been such a long time, but I'm happy for this is the last time that we're going to talk in the new year, Ren. Yeah, that's right. So uh, I'm happy to close off uh, a the 2021 with Grinch Week and then change up some formatting for yeah. Nedsy Classified in the coming weeks. It's going to be interesting to see how our Ned's episodes play out. But yeah, I, I'm actually very optimistic and eager that they'll be more fun this way. I've been enjoying the more freeform discussions we've been having. Mm-hmm. Like uh, something I've been doing that to kind of like change my approach is that I'm no longer taking notes. Yeah. I'm just kind of going off what I can remember and like what resonated with me the most. And like, it works well for something like succession that it doesn't have too many scenes mm-hmm. and we can kind of like go character by character, but uh, we'll see how that plays out for Ned's. Yeah. Ned's, I think it's going to be uh, hopefully a lot, a lot faster and looser. Yeah. conversations there might even be scenes that we don't even t- uh, talk about perhaps um it's not really necessary to discuss every little scene no i think if we can get like to the broad strokes and like the heart of each episode mm-hmm. that's enough that's the goal all right ren well uh happy belated christmas oh bryce wait let's rate the let's rate the movie oh you want to rate the movie yeah okay um all right i have my fingers held up how many fingers okay. do you have held up i have i have my fingers held up okay uh i have the number two i have the number one. Oh, okay <laughs> so this is uh the worst worst grinch by way it gets a collective three out of 20 yeah rent uh i have a question what's up? Two, 2018 uh 2018 grinches versus 2000 2000 grinches okay so two 2018 2018 grinches Versus 2,000-2,000 Grinches. Yeah. The 2,000-2,000 Grinches take it. They eat glass. They're malicious. Mm-hmm. They're, they're hacks on people. Yeah. Like, you, you're telling me this coffee-sipping, <laughs> mild-mannered, weak-timid 2018 Grinch <laughs> is gonna put up a fight against Jim Carrey's <laughs> Grinch? They're not even in the same league. No, not at all. <laughs> not at all. Um, but I would love to see... Um, I, I'm very excited about the uh, the world building in terms of like our podcast world building that has come <laughs> of this because I just know I just know that uh, in the next Survivor brand steal that we do uh, <laughs> at least one or two characters from the Grinch are are making their way out. Grinch sixty six, uh, Grinch double O, Grinch eighteen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we could put a different Grinch on each team, maybe. I don't know. But man, what a time. All right, Ren. Uh, thank you. And to those who've listened, thank you. Ren, uh, uh, these episodes, uh, I'm not sure how well they've been doing. But, <laughs> what do you mean? Uh, well, I don't know. I haven't, I haven't looked at their, their ratings. I was going to just, uh, for whatever reason, I was so close to just being like, Ren, these episodes have gotten us 900 listeners each. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what it is, but people love the Grinch. But then I had to, I had to cut myself off and be like, I don't know why I would just, I would lie. <laughs> just lying for fun now. Yeah. No. Um. I don't think they've garnered nine hundred people, but who knows? Maybe Grinch Week Three. This this episode could be the most anticipated episode we've ever had. If we don't get an audience boom after three weeks of succession and three episodes of Grinch when we're a Ned's Declassified podcast, I don't know what will. Yeah, I'm at a loss for ideas at this point. I feel like we've tried everything. (laughs) Except talking about our show. (laughs) (laughs) It was a fun diversion. I I actually, I don't know, something, I, I need the variety, I think. I do too. I definitely I do as well. Sane. I, I can't do so many Neds in a row. No.
All right, everyone. Thank you so much. Take care uh, and happy new year as well. Uh, happy new year, everyone. I hope you enjoy uh, Roast Beast on the Floor. Take care. Bye. Bye. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's fun. It's a who game. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.